Welcome to St. Augustine this evening. It is Monday, August the 7th. It's the Mike Davis Show here with Amanda. <laughs> we spare nothing for graphics for Amanda. That is true. Oh, man. Most got beaten up trying to get that box top for you. <laughs> I even I even had to make my own graphics. You did. I, <laughs> I remember that. I always had yeah. Pete's graphics, which were absolutely awesome and amazing, uh -huh. and you had to make up your own. So yeah. I know. I made up some of yours. Well, your buddies with Clay, you would think Clay would throw a little graphic in there. Yeah. Well, a little like a little, like thing that goes across the screen with Amanda. <laughs> and then yeah, you'd be we need a lower third to pop up. Yes. <laughs> you need to be in there with Amanda and then all the ads start mm -hmm. running and then we're good. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to Monday. Welcome. We're going to hear about your weekend. We're going to hear about your chaotic day today. Yahoo. We're going to hear about all kinds of things. Lots of things happened over the weekend that made mm -hmm. me go, hmm, maybe we should talk about it on Monday. Okay. On the Mike Davis Show. On the 904 Now Network. Uh-huh. Run by Pete Melfi, the most amazing app guy in St. Augustine. Fantastic. He's awesome. Get the app. Go yes. to the shop. And, swag. And I hear that he is sparring with Elon Musk to prepare him yeah. for the beatdown that he's going to take from Mark Zuckerberg. Pete's uh, taking a dive with Elon Musk. He's taking a dive. He's showing Elon Musk how to fall Mark without Zuckerberg's getting hurt. Totally going to win, <laughs> Mark right? Zuckerberg's got this. Well, after Pete wrestled with the Dobbs uh, demon, yes. then, you know, Elon Musk will be no, yeah, no mean trick. Not a big deal. Yeah. No, no. Well, I mean, Pete has gotten the living tar beat out of him by the spandex mafia. So that is yeah. true. I mean, Man. Pete takes a beating. Pete and takes a beating for this show and keeps on coming back every day. We love Pete. Yes, we do. All right. Uh, the other thing we love is Carmelo's Pizzeria uh -huh. and 123 Burger House. They're amazing restaurants on King Street. They're both owned by the Tringali family. They have an amazing array of food depending on where you go. Uh, Carmelo's has the best pizza in town, 123 Burger House. Obviously, the best burgers in town. Mm -hmm. They offer dine-in, takeout, and delivery through Bite Squad and Grubhub. Uh, give them a give, give them for lunch, dinner, whatever. Yeah. Do order a takeout. Do all this. They're great. The Tringali yeah. folks are wonderful. They are, and yep. so are Abear Kresge and Associates. They are a full-service CPA firm with a team of skilled professionals dedicated to providing top-level service in the areas of tax compliance, planning for businesses, individuals, estates, and trusts, audits, reviews, and other accounting services, business valuations, forensic analysis, and litigation support. You can reach them at 904-460-0747 or online at abearkreskycpa.com. Check them out if you need help with those taxes and your business filings. Also, today is Make You Hungry Day. Bozard Ford Lincoln in St. Augustine. Head to Ford's Garage and get the 904 Now Burger. It is also delicious. So Bozard Ford Lincoln in St. Augustine, their goal is to make sure your time and experience buying a car is stress-free, fun, and enjoyable. Bozard is a family-owned Ford dealership that has been in business since 1949. Bozard Ford Lincoln has been the recipient of numerous dealer awards, including being ranked number one automotive dealership in the nation by Dealer Raider. Bozard Ford also has won back-to-back -back President's Awards, which is the highest honor given by Ford Motor Company. Check them out today online at BozardFord.com. And Ward Medical Services, the only local family-owned equip medical equipment supplier in the St. Johns County area, trusted by doctors and local hospitals for over 22 years Ward Medical should be your first call for everything from wheelchairs to home oxygen and sleep therapy equipment and supplies. Stop by their showroom at 2435 US 1 
in the Lewis Point Plaza. You can also call them at 904-794-9600 Monday through Friday from 9 to 5. They will solve whatever your problems are. They're great people. Earl Ward and his family are absolutely amazing. From their home to yours, Ward Medical Services. All right, we paid some bills. We're in good shape. Yes. We're not going to get canceled yet. Not yet. 60 minutes. We are doing everything we can to keep Amanda from getting (laughs) fired today. But she does not know the topics at hand, and I do. I don't. And I have picked topics that are treacherous for Amanda. Yes. Topics that would get a mere mortal in trouble. Mm -hmm. You happen to be mere mortal today. I am very mortal. I am very (laughs) mere mortal. Yes. I'm I'm doing a poll as you were talking. You're doing a poll. I was. It was a poll on uh, Microsoft. I see you're uh, hanging on every word I say again. I what did you say? <laughs> you're here. Did you expect the women's soccer team to win the World Cup? No. Sixty nine percent of the people said no. They did not. Only fourteen percent said yes. They did. Oh, I think some of them are lying. I think more of them thought they women would win, but now that they've lost, like yeah, I didn't think they would win. Well, I mean, we've heard a lot it's, about women's soccer making it all the way. Yes, they've won the World Cup in the past few rounds, mm-hmm. at least once, right? Yeah. And so I, this is the earliest they've bumped out. Ever. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a surprise that they're out, but yeah. I mean, there's that old adage, get woke, go broke. Well, there is that. And I kind of, I, I did watch, which yeah. I found myself astounded. That's but when amazing. you wake up at 5.30 in the morning and it was on, I was like, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, it's, it's newsworthy if they win. It's newsworthy if they lose. I'll I'll watch. So Sal just didn't work your legs too hard on leg day, and you no no move. no. It was, I was perfectly I, I was I was perfectly fine. I was I, you chose listen, this. I think I read an encyclopedia while watching it. I'm not saying I was completely paying attention to it because <laughs> it was women's sports for crying out loud. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. The absolute disrespect. I don't watch women's sports either. What? The absolute disrespect. That's the that's the joke from Bill Burr. Uh, I, somebody. I, it's, One of the comedians were like, hey, ladies, these are your sports. Well, you watch them. I have to tell you, when I first looked, I was trying to decide if the stands were full or not. And it was cold there. So people were bundled up. And so I guess they have a lot of the same color jackets. I thought it was the hottest month ever on the planet ever. And it was cold where they played. It is, but you don't understand. Just because it's hot here doesn't mean that global warming can't cause coldness in other places. Have you not kept up with the news? Do you not read the Al Gore newsletter that says, send me more money? For this global thing After that I'm the four thousandth day in a row of send yeah. me more money and give me more power, I I unsubscribe to the newsletter. Yes, I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to know what's up. I just I'm, I'm a news junkie like what's that. What's up so is a very dangerous question with Al Gore, especially if you're a massage therapist. Yes, I, I've heard that story about him. <laughs> I have. Um, so I did watch, mm-hmm. and then. I got almost completely bored to a sense of catatonic state because nobody scored. Mm-hmm. And then they went into extra time. Yeah. And I'm like, I really want to go get breakfast at Anastasia Diner. How much longer is this going to take? <laughs> and I was really running the math in my head. And then when the first extra time period of 15 minutes ended, still at a tie, which I'm not sure sports are supposed to end at a tie. Mm-hmm. It felt like I was watching a tic-tac-toe competition. I have so many inappropriate jokes I'm not going to say. I'm struggling so hard right now. <laughs> See, I told you this is fraught with danger for you today. It's all of the landmines. So then when it went to the second overtime period of 15 minutes, mm-hmm. I was cheering for penalty kicks. 
Because <laughs> penalty kicks are the only part of soccer that's exciting. Yeah. All the soccer players hate penalty kicks. Mm-hmm. We don't like to lose. We don't like to win that way. Listen, it's the only part of the damn thing that's entertaining to the rest of us. <laughs> the rest of it is you just kicking a ball around the field. Yeah. Was right. it Shaquille O'Neal that always missed free throws? Yes. So, yeah, it's like women's so, soccer and Shaquille O'Neal don't like those penalties. So it was, it was really interesting to me because you have the U.S. team, the number one ranked team in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone thought they were going to win, except for the people that took the <laughs> poll. Except for Americans. <laughs> so they're ranked number one. They did not play well in the in the pool play where yeah. you get ranked to get it. So they finished second in their pool. They only won one game, mm-hmm. tied the other two. Well, so, it's hard for me to get excited about a championship series where you can get a 0-0 tie and still advance to the next round. Well, not one, but two. Okay. So I, I'm now all in with penalty kicks. Now uh-huh. Andy and the diner are going to have to wait. Okay. I'm all in. I've got to get this. So girl on girl actions leading to some penalty kicks. I didn't think of it Mike's that way. Interested. <laughs> but now that you mentioned it, I'm glad I recorded it. <laughs> I did not record it. Oh, if Darcy's listening, I'm getting in more trouble. I'm very sorry, Darcy. I might get fired tonight, too. Um, so um, I, I'm watching penalty kicks. Mm-hmm. The U.S. goes first. They get their first three mm-hmm. in the net. Okay. The Swedish team gets their first two in the net, right? Mm-hmm. So then they miss. So you're getting to a point where all of a sudden, uh, one more goal by the U.S. looks like they, they win this thing. Mm-hmm. So Megan Rapino comes up and sails hers why? Okay. Wait a minute. It's two, 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 three, two. Yeah, three, two. She sails hers wide. Mm-hmm. Swedish girl misses. Mm-hmm. U.S. girl. All she has to do is put this in the net because the Swedes can only tie at three if the U.S. gets four goals. She sails hers mm-hmm. and misses. Right? So up comes a 20-year-old Swedish girl. Okay. 20-year-old soccer phenom. So this is very much like the natural? In the net. Yeah. It was, I mean, first of all, I'm like, I have kids that are older than her. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is pretty crazy that I someone this young. Older than her. I know. You're looking at like, my kids will never be that old. I'm looking no, at like, I can I remember my kids be. were that young, right? God willing, they yes. will be that old. Yes. So I, Robin says, the tiles arrived. <gasps> Yay! We, uh, we deliver. Robin. The Mike Davis show delivers. Did Pete ever give his mom hers? I don't know. Susan, let us know. Susan, let us know. Because if not, we will shame we Pete. Will into delivering them and bringing you dinner mm-hmm. from Forge Garage. And make sure that Elon Musk beats him. Yes. <laughs> so um, now we're into like a, a deadlock today. So the U.S. Um, scores, the Swedes score. Finally, the U.S. misses. Okay. So this is the first opportunity for the Swedish team to win. Aside from all the uh, regular uh, play. Aside from all the minutes <laughs> that they couldn't score normally, right? Yeah. Th- and they didn't have very many shots on goal because the U.S. Mm-hmm. played great defense, right? Or so yeah. I'm told because they didn't get many shots on goal. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so th- another young girl comes up. She'd been subbed late in the um, thing. She, uh, and kicks the ball. The U.S. goalie deflects the ball. Mm-hmm. Ball goes straight up in the air. Uh-oh. If it crosses the line, it has to be 100% over the line. Again, I did not know this. There's rules in soccer. Who knew? Very specific rules. I thought you just kicked the ball in the net. Who knew? Fractions don't count. So the U.S. goalie does everything she can do okay. to, to scramble while lying on her back, get another hand on the ball, and knock it out of the goal. Mm-hmm. The Swedish player's like, it's in. Mm-hmm. The U.S. goalie 
It didn't go in. It's in. It didn't go in. The referees, wait a minute, wait a minute. I guess they confer with what they call the virtual referee. Ooh. The VR. I had no idea what the VR was. I'm like, should yeah. I look this up? I'm like, nah, I'll figure it out as the game goes on. Because they mentioned VR a couple of times. Yeah. They show a picture, um, obviously, uh, AI generated or, or um, there's, there's, there isn't this much room uh-huh. between the back of the line and the ball. Yeah. You can barely see color. It's almost like somebody superimposed color there, <laughs> right? The green of the grass. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's a goal. Yeah. And the Swedish team has, I mean, it's this upset. And for Sweden, they have never beaten the U.S. in World Cup play. Mm-hmm. I kind of looked at it like, well, this is what it felt like if I had been a Russian when the U.S. hockey team won in 1980 to watch the U.S. team running around the field because well, your team was supposed to win. Assuming you cared that much. I didn't assume that I cared. I just thought about it for a second. Yeah. I just, I was watching, but I did have thoughts on it. So the women's soccer team lost on their back? No, I didn't say that. I did not say that. I I had some thoughts. So the first thought is I was very distracted by the U.S. women's uniforms. Okay. So most of the uniforms on these terms, there's a solid color. Okay. The U.S. team went with a white shirt with paint splotches on it. Oh. And I, couldn't get this thought out of my head the entire time I'm watching them with the paint splotches. Mm-hmm. I'm like, did Hunter Biden design these uniforms for the U.S. women's team? And, and is every time they get shown on TV, <laughs> is he getting a commission? Yeah. I mean, it just it was bothering me. I'm like, just don't show the close up because I'm afraid Hunter Biden's getting another check. Did you search the design? No, the I did. I was afraid to. <laughs> I was afraid to check that it had been a Hunter Biden um, mm-hmm. design. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, you could kind of joke about Trump doing something like that, but the Biden administration might actually. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's nothing to say they wouldn't yeah. and just say, well, they bought the thing unbeknownst to them. We didn't realize that Hunter's submission had been accepted as the, the, um, yeah, yeah. as the uniform. Fact check plausible. <laughs> Maybe not. But anyway, it bothered me. I don't know why it bothered me, but it just did. Yeah. Was like, I'm just... You're also a man in construction. So I imagine mm-hmm. paint splotches are yes. sort of triggering for you. So that means you have to we don't want to leave. We don't want to leave a building with paint splotches. Yeah. So I, yeah, that probably was a whole nother trigger for me as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a little, and I don't mind, you know, going with a little bit of flair in the uniform, but that was just lazy. <laughs> That's just, what do we do? Do you just print something, marbling gradients, paint splotches? I was like, yeah, I'm not. Now, the other... So that concludes the fashion review of the Women's World That concludes the fashion review. Fashion part is... And Davey, if you're out there, you can comment on the fashion because I know you Mm -hmm. probably watched and... I was surprised at how faded Megan Rapinoe's hair was. I wondered if it was like a... Didn't want to break a streak so she wouldn't color her hair again until yeah, the end. Yeah, and, and so I have kind of comments. That she missed one of the, the goals that could have mm-hmm. won it. Yeah. Right? And and as I'm watching... She like, talks big for someone that kicks so wide. I, I There was a part of me, it's like, she's an American, I have to root for her. There was a part of me, it's like, if she misses, I'm not going to be upset. She's American. Which, which made me mad. Logistically. She, which made me mad that I wasn't 100%. When the U.S. was penalty kicks against China, mm-hmm. I was all in. Okay. Right? I was so excited. Even before Brandy Chastain kicked the winning goal. Beat the commies? Even before she beat the commies <laughs> and took off her shirt. Mm-hmm. Even before all of that, right? I, was, I thought it was an epic moment for the United States. Or, I was so happy. Or would happy. Rush call them the Chicoms? 
the chai comps. That's yeah. exactly what they are. They're not calling them. That's what they are. Yeah. So I'm I'm watching this and I'm like, why am I not more excited? Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, it's because of the attitude you guys had at the beginning of the tournament. If if you guys have been proud and said we're proud to represent the United States, mm -hmm. um, obviously, I didn't read an article about the Swedish players not being proud to represent Sweden mm -hmm. or the Japanese players or any other country there going, we don't, it's as though that part of that team, not all of it, right? Mm -hmm. Said, well, we're going to, we'd rather do politics and do sports. Mm -hmm. And when you do that at that high of a level, sometimes you get your butt whipped, well, which is what happened. It's one thing to do politics and do sports if you're like, I don't know, the fighting tigers or something. Mm -hmm. But if you're Team USA, to also hate the USA, that's kind of bad marketing. Yeah. It's hard to get excited for Team USA if all of the people who state their opinion say that they hate you. And, and I think they're, uh, that team is just like the rest of America. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a microcosm. There are people of all different faiths and um, ethnicities and all and beliefs and politics. And some of them were probably overjoyed. Right. And even Megan Pinos afterwards, I, I'm happy to I, I love representing the United States. It's like too little. Too could, late. could you could you <laughs> show that in ways that the rest of the country can go, OK, we might not agree with everything you want to do, lead with but, that. but we appreciate the fact that you're proud to be an American. Yeah. Right. I don't agree with all your politics, but I'm glad that you're proud to be an American yeah. as opposed to country sucks. But I'm glad it's accepted check. Yeah. Which brings me to my last point. <laughs> OK. And I thought this one was one of the best things I thought of on this entire subject. Mm -hmm. You may or may not remember um, the U.S. women's team led the charge. Having won two World Cups. Mm -hmm. They wanted to be paid what the men were paid. Yeah. And they got that. Mm -hmm. And in soccer, I have said on this show and on the radio, if there's a group that deserves to be paid for performance, mm -hmm. it's the, the women's soccer team because we pay the men and we don't get anything in return. Mm -hmm. I looked at the game the other day. I said, this is exactly what parity and equity looks like. Mm -hmm. Now that we're paying the women the same thing as men, they're losing the same way that the <laughs> men are losing. We should stop paying. They were playing so much better when they were underpaid. They had a chip on their shoulder and they were saying, I deserve to be paid more money because I'm winning. Mm -hmm. Now they're getting paid the same amount of money as the men and we get the same result. Yeah, it's true. I thought it was a very valid point. It is an excellent and an point. Excellent observation mm -hmm. by me. By you. If by you say me. So yourself. And I never say that about me on this show, but I felt like that was a good one. We've, I can concur. We're paying them exactly what we're paying the men, and now we're getting the same results. And now they're losing as frequently yeah. as the men. So maybe what we need to do is give the men a cut in pay, and they'll finally give win. Give everyone a pay cut. If you don't win, you don't get paid. Maybe they should go on strike. I don't know. Again. Yes. Didn't the women go on strike already? Mm -hmm. Isn't that how they got their pay raised so that they could start losing? Yes. Yeah. I, I just, I, for me, I looked at it. I said, you're getting paid the same as the men and I'm getting the same damn result. Yeah. I so excited. I saw a story about a giant soccer complex that is being proposed to be built in Jacksonville. Oh, awesome. And my comment. It can be vacant like some of the malls. <laughs> my comment to my husband was, why do we need a giant one? Are there that many people that were interested? And he made a very valid point, I thought. Mm -hmm. So, he wanted to learn hockey. 
Did you say your husband made a valid point? Of course I did. You are about to. My husband is brilliant. Women everywhere are now mad at you. My husband is brilliant. Way to go. Well, women everywhere that like women's soccer are mad at me anyway. (laughs) (laughs) They're furious. Soccer fans hate me. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Um, So he made a valid point. And when he was, um, you know, poor kid growing up Mm -hmm. in Orlando, he wanted to play hockey. Yep. And they looked into it and it was too far out of the way. Mm -hmm. Cost too much in gas to get there. Mm -hmm. Cost too much time because they would have had to go through some very busy parts of Orlando, which would have been an extremely long commute. Mm-hmm. And the equipment was too expensive. $1,500 buy-in just to find out if you like it. Because you have to buy all the pads and the sticks and all the skates and all the, the things. I am imagining so- you watching hockey in a bar and the man you were never going to meet because he became a hockey star hoisting the Stanley Cup. And you go, God, that guy's kind of cute. That's what I'm imagining in my mind. That's, if his parents had just taken him to hockey. That's a tragedy. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> it's very sad alternate <laughs> reality. So then he talked about football. And yes. There's an equivalent expensive mm-hmm. buy-in with football. Yeah. And you need a special kind of field for football. Mm-hmm. And so he listed all these sports that you need all of this expense and you need specialized conditions in order to practice and play. And then he said, what do you need for soccer? A ball and a piece of grass. And so baseball, same thing. You need well, you, a you, ball and a bat. You, you do need boredom. A piece of grass. You can't do soccer without boredom. You have and to so, have boredom as well. And so <laughs> that's one of the reasons why soccer and baseball are such prevalent sports in the world because it's much more accessible to people that don't have the finances to truck it to an ice rink in a subtropical Mm -hmm. climate Mm -hmm. or i mean up north where it's cold for nine months out of the year frozen for nine months out of the year it's very easy to play hockey and to learn ice skating but for most of the world that's not frozen for nine months out of the year then that's a hard sport to get into and mm-hmm. so soccer is very accessible. So is baseball. It doesn't require a huge buy-in. You need a ball and cleats. In a field. Yeah. And friends. And almost anything can work for a mm-hmm. field. But you can also practice by yourself with soccer. Whereas there's very little. You can practice footwork. You can practice ball control. You can, pra- um, you can hone in on your something our team doesn't do. You can hone in on your accuracy with soccer without needing a team. Yeah. So you can get good at soccer without having a giant field and without having lots of friends and without mm-hmm. having a thousand, two thousand dollar buy-in. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, lots of people are into soccer because way more people can afford soccer than and basketball probably works too. Oh, uh, I was gonna say basketball is pretty. When you get a yeah. hoop, you're mm-hmm. fine and a ball. I mean, that was yeah. kind of always my. You need a paved surface that has something you can shoot a ball at. Yes. And it's great playing this time of year as I did as a kid because you never gained weight. I was about to say. Because usually you were dying of thirst. Yeah. Even drinking Gatorade and chewing the Gatorade gum and all the other stuff you were still like. So as much as we talk about like football being a sport that people actually care about and soccer Mm -hmm. being a sport that people don't actually care about, that's one of the reasons why soccer is a sport that lots of people care about. Just even not, if, just not in the United States. Even if no one in just, this room cares about it. <laughs> no, just not in the United States. I, I have said this repeatedly. I was 
in the 70s in, in elementary and junior high. We had a coach at Cathedral Parish School that swore that soccer would surpass football in the United States. It would become mm-hmm. the football, the real football. And I remember going home and reading Sports Illustrated within like a three or four month period after that comment by our, our, our PE coach. And there was a great article written by uh, one of the Sports Illustrated writers that said, mm-hmm. there's only two types of people in the 70s that played soccer. Mm-hmm. Communists and little kids who didn't know any better. Yeah. And I was like, that guy's got it. He's spot on. <laughs> so now I look at all these older people. I'm like, I didn't know you were a communist. Why? Because well, you you're playing why, in a soccer league. You know why communists can why? afford to play soccer? <laughs> Because it's very cheap. It's very cheap. All you need is a ball. Yes. Um, so Bobby wants to know how we feel about half the team disrespecting I, the national anthem. I think we kind of covered that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I had a hard time cheering for them, knowing mm-hmm. that half of them did not appreciate representing the United States. Mm-hmm. And they have the right not to put their hand on their heart. I have a right to be upset about that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way this thing works. If you get free speech, I get free speech. And so for me, it's hard to root for you in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there have been plenty of athletes that have, have earned my total respect and admiration mm-hmm. for trying as hard as they possibly can and losing to somebody who's a better athlete, but they mm-hmm. handled it well. They did a great job with it. Mm-hmm. They loved representing their country. Yeah. Um, I, I go back and look, I, I point to 1980, whenever the men's hockey team won. Mm-hmm. Right, in Lake Placid. Oh my yeah. gosh, what a great thing for the United Miracle States. On the ice and, and, and the amount of enthusiasm and how it brought the country together. Mm-hmm. So when you stand representing your country that all of us have paid some part of that to get mm-hmm. your ass there, yeah. and then you don't respect the country, mm-hmm. it, even had you won, you weren't going to bring us together. Well, if And, you, and you're, they're patting themselves on the back. Look at all we did. Look at all we did. Yeah. Look at what you could have done. Mm-hmm. You could have said we're very diverse, we have different opinions, but the one place in the world that we can have those opinions and still play soccer together and is the country that is paying us to play, and that's the United mm-hmm. States. And we love the United States, even though we don't agree with everything that goes on in the United States, we still love it, and that's where we want to be. Had you said that, mm-hmm. wow, what a difference and an impact you could have had, as opposed to, we don't like out the United States, so we don't care. Mm-hmm. Great, wonderful. That helps. That's the problem with our country right now. If you are making a multiple higher than the average income of Mm -hmm. your fellow citizen in the nation for playing a game as an adult and you are hired to represent the nation that is enabling you to make a very comfortable salary for playing a game then the bare minimum is that you should be grateful to that nation mm-hmm. for at least have affording you the opportunity to be relatively wealthy while playing a game. Yeah. If you cannot respect the nation that gave you that opportunity, then pound sand. You don't get my respect. I'm not cheering I, for you. I'm not giving you money. I'm 100% into everything that you just said. I, I honestly... Um, this is why it's so frustrating to people, mm-hmm. right? There, there are uh, people that have represented the United States throughout history that mm-hmm. did not agree with the United States, but they were still mm-hmm. proud to represent the United States, yeah. right? They, they weren't happy with everything that happened to them or everything that they went through in their life. Um, and, and this new group of athletes that comes along and says, it wasn't perfect for me and I didn't get exactly what I wanted. And it's I'm the mad. utopian fallacy. Yeah. It's the idea that because America isn't perfect, yep. then F the nation. Like, forget you. No, no, no nation is perfect. 
everything you're mad at America for has existed in every other nation. If you go far enough back, Mm -hmm. just because it's not perfect doesn't mean that America isn't special. And the idea of that America was founded on isn't something that you can be at least respectful about. And the bare minimum of respect, if you have our flag and our name as a nation on your chest for getting paid a ton of money. And we wrote the ticket for you to go there. We're paying you for to go there. We paid you to train. We gave you a facility to train in. The bare minimum is that you have respect for the nation that is paying you to play a game. Yes. And become wealthy. Yep. All right. I've lost half my articles. You really should be more organized. I had all this stuff here and I lost part of them, but I, I can do most of this from here. So we managed to waste 28 minutes talking about a sport that nobody cares about, especially me. That's why I kept trying to bring in like Shaq and other references. I know. It didn't distract me. It didn't distract me at all. (laughs) All right. Okay. Um, Now, how can you, how can you, such agreement with that. Oh, how can you fire me now? Since oh, I'm, not, I'm not the one Pete's going to fire try, He's trying to get me fired with the rest of these topics. Oh, no, there's some good ones. Ugh. All right, so we have at a crossroads. This means trouble. Um, and Dem's most ardent supporters. This means trouble. This means trouble. All right. Mm-hmm. So there was an escalation in the Ukrainian war today. Oh, man. I know. As though things weren't bad enough over there. As mm-hmm. though they were... I'm, I wish somebody would get this straightened out, settle this thing down, mm-hmm. because nothing good comes of this the longer this goes on. Absolutely. And the more desperate both sides become, eventually one of them does the one thing that nobody wants to happen, mm-hmm. which is to start a nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Now, the Ukrainians don't have nukes, but the Russians do. Mm-hmm. This is just not good. So today, it's the Ukrainians, I, regardless of how it goes, it's not good for either nation, no. demographically speaking, their their birth mm-hmm. rates are in the toilet. So sacrificing yep. a bunch of childbearing age adults is a terrible idea at this point in their trajectory. And so regardless of who wins or loses, it might be a short term victory, but it's a long term disaster. It's a it's a loss for both countries and yeah. they may never recover from. Yeah. The problem is we don't want them dragging the rest of the world down. That is true. Okay. So the Telegraph out of England wrote an article all in support of the Ukrainians' latest tactic. Okay. And this is why it's trouble. All right. (sighs) While all eyes are on the land war in the Ukraine, the greater strategic price for Kiev could well be found in the war at sea. Okay. Something quite remarkable for a country without a conventional navy. In two days, two major Russian ships have been hit by maritime attack drones, both operating in the vicinity of Novorossiysk, Russia. Boy, I made that up. I have no idea if that's right or not. Uh, which exports 600,000 barrels of oil a day. Mm-hmm. The Telegraph is cheering the fact that the Ukrainians are now taking out Russian ships. Russian oil ships? Russian oil ships. So let's just play through the ecological disaster that could happen from this. Europe is incredibly dependent on Russian oil. Uh, incredibly dependent on it, right? So these guys in here, this is how stupid the telegraph is. To understand the extent the threat to Moscow, just follow the oil exports. They have become the lifeblood of the Russian government revenues. The oil trade, mainly to China and India, generates the foreign currency needed to keep the ruble in equilibrium. Okay, morons, 
when you completely destabilize the country or when you sink some of their tankers, are you telling me that the Iranians who are complicit allies with the Russians won't take out a tanker in the Strait of Hormuz? Won't take out a tanker and say, oh, that was an accident? Mm -hmm. Do you not understand the escalation? And the entire world runs on oil. So now if we get into a war that we're sinking tankers, we're about to starve the thing that runs the engines around the world. But also the UK is very much net zero. They're very much in agreement with cutting all all fossil fuel use by, I believe, 2030 is the option. It's a good idea to just mm-hmm. sink tankers full of oil in the ocean like that's not an ecological disaster yeah that that feels like a far more immediate ecological disaster than the hypothetical one that will happen if we don't immediate eliminate all fossil fuels so this this is written by colonel richard kemp in the telegram i'm not sure i want to i would ever have wanted to serve under this guy or Mm -hmm. have him serving under me if i was in a position of power yeah he doesn't again it sounds very short-sighted here we go moscow predict predictably branded the black sea drone attacks as terrorism so would we yeah so would everybody else you're sinking an oil tanker you would Mm -hmm. say that that's true that would be an accurate description of its own threats against ukraine's grain exports and recently intensified attacks against grain infrastructure Turns out two things can be true at the same time. Yes, they're both that. But you're picking a side, right? Yeah. Uh, intended that they do not cripple Kiev's economy, but but to pressure the West by starving the world. Hello? We just went over what happens if there's no oil. Yeah. If there's no oil to run the tractors, how are you going to farm? Let but- me just give you a shortcut on this. You can have all the grain in the world. If you have no oil to transport it, Lots and lots more people are going to die a lot faster. This is the sentence that got me. Yeah. By targeting Russia's war economy as a legitimate act of self-defense, so long as Ukraine adheres to the laws of war in the maritime campaign, Kiev ought to go further by stepping up strikes and turning the targeting of Russian oil into a major new front on the war. That is not a major new front on the war. That is an escalation. So he wants that, yes, I, th- yes, this is the guy that should not be a colonel. I have no idea who he is. I haven't done any research on him. Dumbest article I've ever read. Basically calling for an escalation of a war that everyone in the world should be trying to stop. But apparently, for some unknown reason to me, we are going to fight this thing until it starts World War III. And then everyone's going to go, how did that start again? Because idiots like this that said, you should go ahead and step up the attacks on the Russians. Mm-hmm. He's trying to kamikaze the planet. And I don't think the Russians being in the Ukraine is the right thing. I 100% don't. But the fact that we're allowing this to go on and someday somebody's going to make a major mistake, it's not good. Imagine the Russians launching uh, a tactical nuclear strike at the Ukraine and they accidentally hit Poland, Mm -hmm. which now brings all of NATO into this. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys. Read a few science fiction novels in my time, read a few spy, and they all start with stupid shit like this. As my dad famously says, I saw a movie that started like that. It didn't end well. Yeah. Yes. That is one of my dad's favorite lines. Did not end well. It didn't. I did a lot of conversation about that three years ago, mm-hmm. proving to be right on more than a few things. Man, this is just the mic is right. I was right. I'm just telling you. All <laughs> right. So we're at a crossroads. 
mm-hmm. Dem's most ardent supporters. Okay. Or homeschool chaos, <laughs> also known as Amanda's Monday. We can get my Monday out of the way. All right, let's go. All right. How was homeschool today? <laughs> it was the first day of homeschool. It was the first uh, it was the first day of homeschool community meeting. So it was the first day I was back in the classroom mm-hmm. leading my leading my kiddos. Yep. It was the first day I've had a new group of kiddos mm-hmm. in my class. I've had the I moved up with the same class okay. for years. Mm-hmm. Um so this is the first time in three years that I've had a new set of kids for a first day of first day of school. And great group of kids, fantastic. But it's just, you know, learning their rhythms, learning mm-hmm. them learning my rhythms. They're very quiet. And I'm not a quiet person. Don't know if you've noticed. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> and so, and what I'm supposed to do is help lead them in dialectic discussions, mm-hmm. like Socratic circle type conversations. And when you're asking questions uh, for dialectic, Socratic style conversations and nobody's answering them. It's a very quiet staring contest Mm -hmm. until you finally get to the point of I've got all day. (laughs) So you're not leaving till you answer these questions. Somebody answer a question or we're not moving on. (laughs) Which begs the question. If a woman asks you a question and you really want to make her mad, don't answer. Yes or no. Pretend like you never heard the question to begin with. What? Mm. Ooh, and that's how the fight started. <laughs> and that is how Snapped became a series on television. <laughs> that's how it all started. Yep. No, mm-hmm. I, I drive my wife crazy because there are times I'll be watching TV and she'll ask me a series of questions and I don't answer one because I'm watching TV. And then she'll say, you're not even listening to me. And then I repeat the three questions back to her. And then she <laughs> said, like, I heard them. I was trying to finish watching this one segment before so I started then- answering it. You are listening, but you're completely disengaged. So she feels ignored and then she feels condescended to when you rattle off the three questions. Yeah. So now I just hit pause. That is a wise decision. It took by Davis. 34 <laughs> years of marriage to learn to hit pause. And an increase in technology to enable you. to. Yeah, listen. I did. I did need an increase in technology. I needed AI to help me. So now we know um, why TiVo and the ability to pause live TV became a thing. Because the show Snapped exists and too many women were yes. taking out their husbands. So IT guys IT did guys everywhere. Lord's work and saved men all over Well, the no, place. some IT guy got yelled at by his wife for not hitting pause. And he came and said, I got to fix this for everyone. Every and he did. And he hasn't been recognized and, with the Nobel and, Peace Prize. No, he doesn't need one because he's happy at home. <laughs> That's more important to a man than a Nobel Peace Prize, being happy at I home. I don't know. They give you money. I don't want to know. Do you see the people that have won the Nobel Peace Prize? That's like a rogues gallery. I don't think I want I that I would one. love to have the payout. No. <laughs> I don't. There's certain people that won that, and I don't want to be associated so with So there's a, there's a five question for you. <laughs> yeah, Do you want to be a Nobel Prize laureate? No. Mike's out. I'm out. There's just certain. I don't need that. Yeah. I would rather have the undying admiration of the people on the 904 Now Network. 904 Now Network. I believe we need to start a write-in committee to get Mike Davis nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. I and do test this not want the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> you could you could nominate me for economics because they came up with a phenomenal yeah. economic today. You pay people the same thing, you they 100% the get the same result. <laughs> yeah. When there was disparity in pay, there was better results. Okay. I think it's true. 
All right. I'm so waiting. I'm waiting to see recommend. which person figures that out besides me. Because there are a lot of smart people in the world besides uh, me. Somebody had to have thought of that. Yeah. I'll scour my podcast. I, look, and, and I don't blame the women, right? They were outperforming the men in soccer. Yeah. They deserve more money. It's just, when we gave them more money, I thought they would keep winning mm -hmm. and winning and winning until we got tired of it. So much winning that you got tired of winning. Yeah, it yeah. didn't work out that way. It didn't way. work out that way. Either well, one they sucks. also don't like the guy who said that. So maybe yeah. they're averse to winning. I don't know. You would think with all the effort they put in, what they would want to win. So, all right. So they we're, wanted to stop winning before they got tired of winning. Yeah. So we're at a crossroads or Dems most ardent supporters. Uh, Dems most ardent supporters. All right. So according to an article, uh -huh. oh, oh man, this in is Redway. The one that's gonna get oh, me this is the one you went there. You could have gone out of crossroads. Could. You could have. Can't go to back. You touched this. I this did. is now it's ours, and we have to deal with it. So a single demographic group is keeping Democrats competitive. Uh -huh. Would you like to name which group that is? Young white women. Well-educated young white women. If it wasn't for single women, the Democrats would be in a world of hurt. During the 2020 midterm elections, Republicans yep. won married men, married women, unmarried men by wide margins. Mm -hmm. But their overwhelming success with unmarried women enabled the Democrats to avoid the red wave that so many had been talking about. Yep. Yep. Comments? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Republicans are women winning, blah, 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 winning married men. Speaking of winning so much, <laughs> married men by 20 points. Mm hmm. Um, I actually think it's more. There's some men that probably tell their wives that they, they're they voting Democrat and then go in and vote Republican <laughs> so they're in trouble. These uh, are the ones that fessed up. Married women by 14 points. Mm -hmm. Unmarried men by seven points. Single women are single-handedly saving the Democratic Party by a 37-point margin. 68 to 31, which is an amazing number. Yeah. An amazing number. It is an amazing number. And you want to say, well, you know, not all. And these are all individuals with agency and they're not just a single monolithic block, but they really sound like it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think there was one issue that fired them up. Um, Bobby says, well, educated, but no common sense women. Um, in general, the more educated you are in the current education system the higher you go and the longer you stay in the worse you do on educational aptitude tests no common sense you lose common sense. yeah yeah no well mark twain mm -hmm. don't let schooling get in the way of your education uh-huh and that was mark Twain said it back then it was true it's true today uh -huh. some of the people that have uh the the highest degrees would be the least functioning um, in a society without a place for those high degrees, yeah. right? They just don't have the ability to do certain things, mm -hmm. to function normally because they live in a world that they don't have to. Very high um, correlation between the upper echelons of IQ and severe mental illness. So there's a lot of crossover there. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, yeah, the higher you go in education and just the higher your IQ in general doesn't necessarily mean that you are the most high-functioning human. Yes. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I, I don't... 
there's a lot of people that I know that I look at and I go, boy, they're really smart. Mm -hmm. But they there's certain basic functions they have a, they struggle doing. And common sense is hard for them. Mm -hmm. But if, if you wanted to come up with some formula to save the world, for some, I mean, they, they got that. Yeah. But it's like, you know, well, I can't open my gas tank or what I do. I mean, just simple things. Yeah. Right? I can't change the light. I can't unplug a toilet. Stuff that is, to me, vitally important to surviving much more so than saving the rest yeah. of the world. So, Well, yeah. I feel like our education system in general, um, going all the way up to secondary, post-secondary, um, it's way too atomized and over-specialized. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of crossover between even topics within the same subject. I mean, I remember the moment when I realized, okay, I learned in the life cycle of a plant how vital carbon dioxide is to the health of plants and the, um, the resiliency of plants to things like droughts and diseases, the higher the, the carbon environment, carbon dioxide environment that a plant is raised in, the less water it needs, the less pesticides it needs. It's just a hardier plant with a higher yield. But then in a different section of my science class, I was taught how evil carbon dioxide was and how it was going to be the thing that ends all humanity. And when you cross-reference those two science lessons, the math ain't mathin'. How can it be the thing that is essentially vital yes. to the basis of the food chain on our planet, but also be a poison that's going to lead to the death and destruction of all life on the planet? It doesn't make sense. And so since our education system is so atomized, meaning it's broken down into such compartmentalized, little protected, even micro subjects, and there's no encouragement to think rationally across these micro subjects, we've lost the ability to think logically about big picture. Well, I, it's not just that. Somebody comes out with a theory mm -hmm. that meets a political narrative, and all of a sudden you're not allowed to question the theory, mm -hmm. which is not science. That's the opposite of science. Well, when you refuse to teach logic and reasoning mm -hmm. to generations of people yes, and then itemize and over-specialize their education so they feel super smart, they're incredibly well-educated, mm -hmm. but they have no ability to process information independently and come to their own conclusion about it without being told what the right answer is. Yes. And Barbara Jean said, I just did a Charlie Sheen impression. So since I never watched Two and a Half Men, I think I've only watched one Charlie Sheen movie in my entire life, which was probably Young Guns. It wasn't Major League? Oh, wait, that was two. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it was a great movie. He was amazing. Um, and I have no idea who Heidi Fleiss is. Mm -hmm. um, I just read about her. Um that I someone needs to let me know. I, I just read about her, honestly. <laughs> All right. So the last one is at a crossroads. All right. So our governor is at a crossroads. Uh-huh. He's drawing small crowds. Mm -hmm. And I mean really small crowds. Mm -hmm. Right. And if he's if the pictures are to be taken for truth, mm 
mm-hmm. which you don't know if they are anymore, right? Because there's all kinds of deep fakes and AI and all this other stuff. There's very well, there's few people. There's also people that disingenuously show up before they've mm-hmm. opened the doors. And then it's like, look, they've got no one in the crowd. I, I And so I don't know for sure, right? Yeah. But someone did bring up a point. You've not seen Ron DeSantis do a, um, a rally in an arena. Yeah. You haven't seen that. I haven't really seen Ron DeSantis. Yes. Yep. Ever since he announced he was running for president and then he went and did that California video, that's kind of the last I've seen him. No, he hasn't. So the, the promise, he was everybody's favorite governor. Mm-hmm. So he tried to parlay that into everybody's favorite president option for Donald mm-hmm. Trump, right? Trump and, and DeSantis. I would say everyone's favorite Donald Trump alternative. Correct. Yeah. The alternative, yes. I thought I said that. Maybe you said it better. You probably did. Said option to Donald Trump. Uh, you said, yes. I believe you used alternative. I did. Is there a difference between option and alternative? Well, a Trump, <laughs> a Trump option, I feel like, is doing something alongside of Trump. That's what it sounded like. Okay. To me. All right. So, I, the other thing that people are mad at, at DeSantis about. Uh-huh. And we talked about this last week, and I think this continues to, to go forward. You have people that are moderates within the Republican Party that are not happy with Donald Trump because they do not like his rhetoric. They had hoped by plucking the most popular governor post-COVID yeah. out of Florida and running him, mm-hmm. they could moderate him. Mm-hmm. This th- It's not working. Yeah. right. The, the, either DeSantis isn't being moderate enough for the wishy-washy moderates. Mm-hmm. And, and moderates are more wishy-washy, right? Trying to get them to make a decision. Well, just don't make anybody mad. It doesn't Mushy work that middle. way. It doesn't work that way, no. right? It's only. I feel like it's the swamp that the the Atreyu horse sinks into in Never Ending Story. I never saw that movie. No, it's tragic. Mm, I, <laughs> Everyone my age is traumatized by the horse dying in the swamp scene. Uh, I never saw it. I was just going to go with the really tried and true analogy. There's only two things in the middle of the road. One's a dead animal and the other's a yellow stripe. Okay. Which one do you want? With yellow stripe for being a coward and not making a decision, you're going to be the dead animal because you didn't get across. Uh-huh. So I, I applaud DeSantis for not being moderate, but he's going to have to find a way to kind of catch fire um, or else this race will be over before it ever begins. Yeah. Um, because he just isn't connecting. Mm-hmm. And you, you have people, well, we don't want him talking about the, the, the social issues. Mm-hmm. Well, they're dumb. It's it's not. They don't get it. Whenever DeSantis rolls out to some event, what are the reporters specifically tasked with asking him about? Mm-hmm. The social events. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they know you mushy moderates in the middle mm-hmm. don't want to hear about the social. So if they can get him on camera quoting the social and then can plaster that all over social media, you'll think that's all he's about. Yeah. And that is where he's getting caught in my opinion. And then you have these moderates that said, hey, get in the race. I'll support you. I'll support you. I'll support you. These were never mm-hmm. the guys with a spine and the women with a spine that said, even when things get tough for you, I'll still support you. They Right now, the only reason they're not pulling their support from Ron DeSantis is they can't find anybody else polling above five. Yeah. Well, Vivek Ramaswamy, I've heard, is gaining traction. He is. So now you're going to start to see the attacks on him, of both course. from the from the moderates and from the people on the right. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem. When you rise up to that level, 
The only thing you have on your back, you don't get patted on the back, you get a big target put on your back. Mm -hmm. That's the way that works. So Karen, um, she mentioned that waiting until 2028 would have been his best Mm -hmm. bet. And I agree, that's really what I wanted. If Trump was going to run this time, which we all saw that he was going to, um, the last thing I wanted was for DeSantis to get pitted against Trump and have that um, kneecap him for anything in the future. Mm -hmm. Yes. Not my favorite. Not my favorite play. I no. wish he would have waited because it just it ain't going well. No, it's not going as well as when everybody tells you, hey, if you run, we'll all support you. Mm-hmm. Don't trust those people. They will as long as you do what like, they want you to do. Obviously mm-hmm. launch out of the gate and just roll over everybody yeah. immediately. And if you don't, then if you would they like, disappear real fast. If you'd like to know what fair weather friends are like, ask Ron DeSantis right now. Because there's a lot of them that said, we'll do everything we can so you can beat Trump. And then as soon as it got tough and tight, they were like running for the hills. Yeah. All right. Uh, it is Monday. We have five questions. Monday, today. five questions. All right. So you brought one up. I wasn't going to ask this one, uh-huh. but we you wandered all over the place with science. I'm very tired. All right. So what is the biggest danger to humans? What is the biggest A- AI to humans? Climate or aliens? AI, climate, or aliens? Yes. Or I'll give you a fourth um, one. I'll get. Our, our no, own I got sh- my answer. Okay. Go ahead. I don't need that one. You go. AI. AI. We will self-destruct with AI. Okay. I think our own sheer stupidity should have been number four. Because well, I th- that's, that's what AI yeah. is. Yeah. AI is the culmination of our hubris and our stupidity. Yeah, at this we rate. We're creating something that will be able to self-replicate mm-hmm. and be able to um, be able to trap us in addictive parasocial <laughs> relationships with fake computer-generated personalities yeah. and talk about a democra- um, demographic nightmare mm-hmm. once you have everyone addicted to these virtual relationships they're going to be able to create on ai they've had a number of um experiments where they have uh, okay people are lonely so we're going to create this sort of like ai chatbot so to try and help people with their depression and people become obsessed with these ais they go into it knowing that it's an ai do you know the most famous laboratory for that right now in the world? The internet? Japan. Yeah, absolutely. See? Absolutely. Gotcha. 100%. Yes. And they have no babies. Adult diapers outsell baby diapers, I think, in like Japan. three to one yeah. in Japan. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to combine everyone's answer so far between AI and liberals. I'm going to write the liberals that are writing AI. <laughs> they are the ones that are doing it. <laughs> so that's it would be yeah. one thing if it was being coded by like the founding fathers yes. of America with, you know, like everything that everyone's offended about the founding of the mm-hmm. nation taken care of. Um, yeah, it, that would be one thing. If it was like if Jesus was writing AI, then it would be beneficial. But we're toast. Gotcha. It's, uh, funniest yeah. movie ever. Funniest, funniest movie, movie ever, ever. You go, because I'm gonna have to rack my brain. Uh, there was a ton There's of. There's a lot of really funny I, movies. I'm actually, uh, I, I gotta go with um, Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. I think Young Frankenstein's got a lot of quotable. Blazing Saddles a close second. Blazing Saddles, but, is but Mel Brooks was was much better. Yeah. Tommy Boy's not bad. Tommy Boy. Luke, I am your father. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit's pretty good. That Smokey and the Bandit's been all over TV you lately. Family, you're driving around for a nice day and. <laughs> 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 all 
the the line that about the me. cow and sticking the butcher up the rear end and all yeah. that stuff that he couldn't you can get right. get a good look at yes. a steak by sticking your head up the cow's ass <laughs> or I'd rather take the butcher's a, yes that's it <laughs> see i got it right tommy boy, I, uh, couldn't, get it right. Tommy boy couldn't get it right um, but you got it what movie you got uh i keep thinking liar liar because mm -hmm. that's just there it's another really quotable one um there's a movie that I can't stand that has hilariously quotable lines, mm -hmm. and that's Anchorman. I don't think oh, the movie. Love is, Anchorman. I would. I don't know if I'd ever watch the entire movie again. I love Anchorman. But I would watch a supercut of the best oh, lines no. out of Anchorman. It's an awesome movie. Oh, no. When the dog comes back and saves him, it's an awesome <laughs> movie. Um, Bobby, you have to pick. You can't be all the Abbott and Costello. Either Abbott and Costello. <laughs> Meet Frankenstein or Abbott and the Costello meet the mummy or Abbott and Costello meet Dracula. You pick Wait, one of those. I've got one. The movie The Rep. That's one of the funniest movies that Dennis, I can... Dennis Leary? Dennis Leary. Yeah. It is hilarious. Did, and I watch it at least once a year. And there are very few movies I can watch that often. Did, it's fantastic. Did you ever watch the Dennis Leary series where he was a New York City firefighter? I watched the beginning of it. I some of the stuff and situations they got that into yeah. was like straight out of Jersey Shore, mixed with Housewives, <laughs> mixed with Below Deck. It was a boys soap opera. Oh, it was every bit of that. Yeah. It was every bit of that. There was something. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Something so, got against is, no, it's is not very bad. funny. Birdcage yeah. is good. Birdcage is hilarious. Especially the shoes in the birdcage. <laughs> I do Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. I do Martha Graham, Martha Graham. <laughs> no, the shoes. I never wear shoes, boss. I can't wear these shoes. Agador Spartacus. Yeah. When he's explaining how his father was a chief and his mother was a priestess. And then why did they bring you to this country? I don't know. They're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but Hank Azaria would not do that character today because mm. he doesn't do he doesn't do voices yeah. of POC anymore. So that's it's one of my favorite Hank Azaria yes. roles. And it just mm -hmm. it makes me sad that he probably is embarrassed by it. All right. It's summertime. It's hot out there. The perfect sleeping temperature. Perfect sleeping temperature. According to me? studies, it's about 68 degrees. According to scientific studies. Degrees, 67 degrees. I like it cold. Cold. I like it cold when I cold. Sleep. I like it cold, but I like to be wrapped in a heavy blanket. You are like Darcy. With a fan on. Yes. <laughs> You're like that. But it has to be cold enough that I can tolerate it. Yeah. I, I'm like throwing, uh, there's all these extra covers on the bed, which uh -huh. during wintertime are nice. Yeah. But during summertime, I'm like, oh, here yeah. you go. Here's an extra cover. I yeah. don't need that. I'm oh, good my without that. gets in trouble if he piles on extra covers uh, on top of it. Uh, here you go. You can have all of this. No, I can't. I, I would say somewhere in the mid to low 60s. Mm -hmm. I think colder's better. Yeah. But it's got to be cold enough that you get wrapped up in blankets as opposed to blankets just making you hot. Yeah. That's that's my perfect temperature. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 74. Davey, Wait. just leave the windows open this time of year, buddy. I am. I'm a wine cellar kind of. I could sleep in a wine cellar. Is that so you can drink yourself to sleep or is it just because it's comfortable in there? Wine cellars are very cold. <laughs> or is it just the humidity levels just perfect that's, in there? That is actually um, when you talk about like room temperature for red wine. It's mm -hmm. not room temperature, American room temperature. It's cellar temperature. Yeah. That's what, that's what red wine is supposed to be served at, which is mm -hmm. considerably colder than the average American room temperature. So Americans drink their red wine too warm. Okay. Still not better than bourbon. Sorry. 
I'm sorry. I just never. I talked to a friend of mine today who said he had uh, beer over the weekend. He said he didn't even count it as an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> so no, you don't count that. So that's just, light. <laughs> just something you eat and something you drink with dinner because you don't want yeah. water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you've got? You managed to survive without being well, fired today. Do I have any more questions? Well, we do, but it's six o'clock. Almost. Okay. It's six o'clock. We've got to prep. We'll have to do five questions tomorrow. We'll do some five questions tomorrow. To be continued. To be continued. And then I'm working on a few guests uh, for maybe later in the week. We might have surprise guests on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Um, The 904 Now morning show. That show that's on in the morning. Yes. The stoidum, as they used to call it. They still do. Do they really still Mm -hmm. call it that? And at least in the files in the computer, they do. It's just a stoidum. <laughs> uh, go catch up with all the guys in the morning for all of the locals. Oh, by the way, there was a young man that got uh, stranded. And he was sea. saved. And That's he was saved by the coast, story. which is a huge story. Yeah. Yes. Did you read the account of Surf Station put out an account of what he went through? Mm-hmm. It was tremendous. So it tomorrow was... we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is the Mike Davis Show. We'll be back tomorrow give with Amanda. A, give us a heart emoji if I don't need to be fired. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 